Back in 1986, I was in first grade and I had a teacher who left a lasting impact on me. He was a, an amazing musician, songwriter, artist, and most importantly, a storyteller. And this teacher, when we would make trouble, I still remember to today, instead of screaming at us and shouting at us, he would tell us a story. And I can't remember everything that we learned. I learned how to read in first grade. That was exciting. But I don't remember much else. But I do remember the stories. So I want to share with you a few stories today um, that, that um, stayed with me since first grade. Um, the first one is a well-known Aesop fable. One day we, um, we left, we, we played with the Lego at recess. And we, put, we, we dumped out all the buckets of Lego. There were about five or six bins of Lego. And we decided we were going to build the Tower of Bavel. And recess was over. And we only got about uh, a foot high. And the class was covered in Lego. And he called us back to our seats. And we were expecting what we would expect of a teacher to scream at us. But instead, he told us a story. And this is the story. There was once a fox. And this fox was very hungry. And the fox needed food. There was no food to be found until he peeked through this fence. And there was a small space between the two slats of the fence. And he was able to see on the other side of the fence, there was a vineyard. There were these most delicious looking grapes growing. And if he could only get into the vineyard, his hunger problem would go away. There would be so much to eat. So the fox had a plan. He was going to lose a lot of weight until he became a thin, thin um, very thin, scrawny fox. It spent a lot of time, I mean, a lot of effort on losing the weight so it could fit through the wood slats of the fence. And about a week later, he was ready. And he squeezed through just barely. It was just enough space for, for his tiny, his, his, the bones of his body to make it into the vineyard. And now that he made it, he knew he could live happily ever after. There were so many grapes. And he ate and ate and ate and ate until there were no more grapes left. And now it was time to go home. But you know what happened? He could not leave the vineyard. He was stuck. He could not leave because he grew so much larger from eating all those grapes. He was stuck in the vineyard and had no, or no way of escaping. And Rabbi Burston told us, before we spill everything out on the floor to have a great time playing Lego, we have to think about the consequences. He would also often tell you, if you were interrupting the class, he would come over to you and tell you the story of the man on the boat who buys his ticket and sits in his own compartment and he takes his drill out and he starts to drill um, next to his seat because he wants to get a better view of the fish that are swimming under the boat. And his neighbors would come to him and say, hey, you can't do that, stop. And he would say back, excuse me, mind your own business. I paid for this part of the boat. I could do on this boat whatever I want. And please be respectful and stick your nose out of my business. And the, uh, the, people, com the people complaining said, excuse me, it is our business. Because if you drill a hole in your part of the boat, the whole boat goes down.
that we're not that we we have a responsibility, or there's consequences not only on ourselves but on everybody around us. Here's another story Rabbi Burston would tell us. There was once a very selfish man. He uh, was working his field, removing the rocks so he could plant. And instead of building a nice wall with the rocks, he would throw it over this fence and throw it onto the street. And passerbyers would trip on them, fall on them, and he didn't care because it didn't bother him. His field was good. And he would do this every day. And one day, this old man passes him and says, I don't understand what you're doing. You're taking rocks from a field that doesn't belong to you and throwing it into a place that does belong to you. And he's like, what? Say that again? I'm, you're saying I'm throwing it from a place that doesn't belong to me. I own this field. This is mine. And that road, I don't care about the road. And the old man said, you heard what I said. And he really didn't understand what this man was saying. He said, oh man, you're a foolish, silly old man. But some time passed and this man, this selfish man ended up losing everything he had and he lost his field, he lost his house and he ended up being a wandering beggar. And he would have to go out at night and beg for food. And one night he's walking home on the street and it's pitch dark and he trips on this ginormous rock and he falls to the ground injured and he gets really upset. He's like, why would, what happened here? Why would somebody throw a rock in the middle of my road? In the middle of the road. This is everyone's space. And then as he looked up, he realized he was right next to the field he used to own. That rock came from a field that he doesn't own, as the old man told him. The f- Why are you throwing rocks from a place that you don't own onto a place that you do own or that you have a right to? And now I'm on the road, and I have a right to that road like everybody else. And those rocks are coming back to trip me. Now, he told us that story when we left mess on the floor to, t- to teach us the lesson that... We're all in it together. The aisle, the, the area near our seats. It's important for us to keep it clean. And I'll finish with one more story um, about, he would tell us this, reminding us of our responsibility. Often we'd want to just hide behind the other people doing the work. And he said, no, everyone has to participate. So there was a king who was going to come visit And the people wanted to celebrate the king's coming by preparing a wonderful gift. They decided that they were going to fill a ginormous barrel with wine. And every person in the village was going to contribute one jug of wine. So they prepared this ginormous barrel, put on the gold spigot on the bottom. They had it open on the top put a big ladder, everyone climbed up to the top of this barrel that was able to hold thousands of gallons. They'd climb up with their, with their barrel and pour the wine in. Now, there's one guy, Chaim Yankel said, you know, everyone's going to be pouring in wine. What if I, instead of pouring in wine, pour in water? It's going to be diluted, one to 10,000. Nobody would know that I didn't, didn't give my part because everybody else is going to give their part. 
And he climbs up the, um, the ladder, and instead of pouring in wine, he pours in water. Now the problem was, Moishi had the same idea. He said, my wine, my water will be diluted in everybody else's. I'm going to pour in water too. And the whole town came up with the same idea, thinking that it doesn't really matter anyways. It will all be diluted in the wine that everybody else brings. The king comes, they unveil, they um, bring him to the ginormous barrel and they tell him, this is to show our love and our respect for you. It wasn't just a gift from one person. Everybody in the town contributed. Everybody poured in some of their precious wine. And the king said, oh, I would love to taste it. And they give him a gold goblet and he opens the spigot and to his shock and horror, or to everybody in the town's shock and horror, it wasn't wine, it was water. Everybody poured in water. And boy, it was not a acceptable gift for the king. So may the memory of, of Rabbi Burston be a blessing to us all. And may we all remember to um, bring out the, the good and the light in the people around us.